Okay, it's rap pack to my pulse flat. We keep it real, no false rap. I got four cars and they all black. Got four bras and they all that. We call that ballin'. Doing this is my calling. Flow is so appalling. My phone off and she calling. I'm like, yeah. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back into another episode of the Charm City Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jay Hollihan, and I'm back here tonight talking about the Baltimore Orioles. Finishing up the West Coast road trip with the sweep of the A's. I do apologize for being um, a little inactive recently. Things have been kind of busy around here. Um, I've had episodes recorded, but um, didn't have the chance to edit them and then put them out. So apologies for that, but I have the opportunity here tonight as I'm recording this um, on Sunday to talk about the West Coast road trip for the Orioles. And it was a successful road trip at that as the Orioles managed to go 6-3. and three. They took 2 out of 3 against the Mariners. It started off rocky with a 9-2 to loss, but then they got back on track with a one nothing win. They followed that up with a 5-3 win, which included a very um, exciting leaping grab by Cedric Mullins, who then went on to hit um, the go-ahead home run in that game as well. And then it was on to San Diego, where they got it done the first night with a 4-1 win. Um, Pretty good game there. You know, that was... uh, that was kind of down to the wire. Um, it felt like Gunnar Henderson, though, had a had a heck of a heck of a three RBI double, I believe it was. Um, but then the next two days just did not go as planned for the O's. It was it was a rough stretch there, um, rough two game stretch, I suppose. But then. They go on to Oakland, and they sweep the A's. Um, Now, this is handling business, right? Like, sweeping Oakland, and you're a team that's so far above um, 500, so many games up, number one in the AL East, best record in in baseball. I mean, this is what's expected of you, you, right? Like, you know, but it's, it's good to see. It's good to see that they were able to get it done. Um, they started off hot. They were up three nothing uh, in the top of the first. This is game one on Friday. Um, you know the the A's kind of battled back in there. Kyle Gibson maybe didn't have his best stuff, but overall, I'd say he was effective. He went five innings. He got outs um, and turned it over to the pen. And I thought that the pen did an excellent job only giving up three hits in four innings, so hats off to them. Um, they preserved, you know, the win for Gibson, who got his 12th win of the season, and, you know, they won game one. Um, game two, 7-2 win. This was a a game where I guess you kind of had to sweat a, a lot more. You know, I'll put it that way. You had to sweat a lot more in this one. Cole Irvin did a fantastic job. You know, it was great to see him go out and pitch well against his old team. And then they followed that up with uh, Shintaro Fujinami also pitching against his own old team. And he had a solid outing as well. Um, But 
2-2 game, took it to extras, Ryan Mountcastle with a go-ahead single, and then Westberg added on, Hayes and McCann both added on for it to be a 7-2 um, O's win. Felix Bautista ends up getting the win, and then um, it was good to see Jacob Webb get some action in there as well. And that set up today's big 12-1 victory over the A's. The O's hit three bombs in this game. Um, Jorge Mateo had an inside the Parker. Always excited to see the little uh, league home run. Ryan Mountcastle with a bomb. Gunnar Henderson with a homer. He just continues to hit. Uh, Westberg with a solid uh, RBI single. Good to see his bat kind of get going. Gunnar Henderson um, had three RBIs to finish today's game. Good to see that out of him. Arias as well um, had a few big knocks. So Kyle Bradish, you know, just kind of let him settle in a little bit easier. Um, I guess, you know, I don't think he really needs that with how well he's pitched this year. But, you know, solid to see him have that, um, you know, great outing, uh, to say the least. And the Jorge Mateo home run, I mean, I think that just... That's great for him because Jorge's really struggled, um, you know, since, gosh, I feel like it's been like middle, end of May. He's, you know, barely hitting over the Mendoza line, and we thought that this would be a really big year for him um, at the play with how well he started off. Just hasn't gone that way, but great to see him get back on track. Um, so, yeah, the O's finish up the series 6-3. and three. I'm really pleased obviously with where they're at this season i think if you know you were to ask me at the beginning of the year you know where i thought the o's would finish up um i think i had them like third in the al east if i'm remembering correctly behind the blue jays making the playoffs but i didn't think that they had this in them they're three games up over the tampa bay rays they're in a really good position i am very very thrilled with how the Orioles, um, obviously, I mean, who wouldn't be, you know, who wouldn't be with how this team has been playing over the past couple years. And you just kind of felt like, man, is there ever going to be winning baseball back in Baltimore, like consistently winning baseball back in Baltimore. And you get that, you know, for this season and with the way they're set up and with the way the young pieces are coming together. I mean, we're already hearing Jackson holiday might come up. I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but you're just seeing, like, they have a talent problem right now. I mean, this was not the case last year. Maybe a little bit in terms of what was going on in the minors. But you look at what's, you know, going on on the field. It's just amazing. Like, we all thought Adley Rutschman was going to be, you know, kind of the big young piece this year. But then Gunnar Henderson has completely stolen the show with a, with a rookie year campaign um, that may see him end up with rookie of the year award which i predicted would happen but i think it's it's pretty much a no-brainer at this point and then you look at ryan mountcastle i was kind of questioning when he got hurt you know and you know would you would you maybe consider the possibility of a trade you know and i was kind of thinking that out in my head but clearly that's not going to happen and you got Cedric Mullins, who's come back from being injured, and he's done a, a whale of a job. Ryan O'Hearn stepped up in some big spots this season. 
Um, Jordan Westberg, you know, has gotten his bat going uh, with big hits. Um, you know, it's just it's crazy to see, and it's awesome to see this year. You had Austin Hayes have a big um, first half of the season, cooled off maybe a little bit in terms of, you know, I guess some of the power numbers maybe, but now he's coming um, coming to life again. Anthony Santander, kind of the same thing, you know, being a little inconsistent lately. But, hey, then other guys start stepping up and other players start stepping I mean, Ryan Mountcastle has carried the load for Anthony Santander when he's cooled off. Um, it's just crazy to see. You know, it's been such a fun year following this team. Um, just awesome. Really, really awesome. Um, you know, the the pit I mean, I talked about the bat so much, but then you got the pitching, uh, the starting pitching, you know, Dean Kramer has been um pretty solid at times. Kyle Bradish has turned in great outings. Tyler Wells has turned in great outings. Grayson Rodriguez is seems like he's maybe starting to find himself. Kyle Gibson early on was pitching so well. He's cooled off, but he's had these you know, some outings where he's given you just enough to get you the win. Um, Cole Irvin, last two starts, he's been huge. And I've been really, really um, giving it to Cole Irvin this season. But he's been big. And then, of course, you got the back end of the pen guys. Yinier Cano and Felix Bautista. You would not be where you are today at all if it wasn't for those two. And, um, you know, Jack Flaherty, still waiting to see what he has. I know he got roughed up a little bit. But um, hopefully he'll, you know, start to see a little more of that first outing against um, when he had that first uh, performance against the Blue Jays um, back on August 3rd. So now let's get into this Blue Jays series coming up. Um, a three-game series that, you know, you saw the O's take three out of four from them. Um, which was during the whole trade deadline talks and, uh, you know, what was what was going to happen and what were you going to see, um, you know, as uh, we, you know, kind of continued, um, you know, throughout that week. And really fun to see how, you know, they were able to handle that. A lot of the younger guys, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you don't know who, what management's going to do, who they're going to bring in. So that was obviously really big, um, how they were able to play under that kind of, you know, under that pressure. I think it really gave a lot of people a look at how this team can handle, you know, the outside noise, the outside pressure, um, even, you know, w you know w with the... Uh, record aside, you know, how would they handle that? You know, they, they had to chase down the Rays, and then they've had to try and stay atop, um, obviously, the AL East. But, you know, they've done a really, really good job, um, you know, handling pressure all season, but especially there early on um, against the against the outside noise there. So... Um, going up against the Blue Jays, you know, the Orioles um, this season, you know, against Toronto, they've they've played well. They've done a, a solid job um, against them throughout the season. 
Overall, the Orioles have an 8-2 and record against the Blue Jays. And don't want to jinx anything, obviously, but they have not lost a series against them. And, you know, this is something where you kind of have to be careful about. And this is what I was kind of talking about, the pressure, the pressure. And now that pressure increases against a team that is going to come in pretty um, pretty ticked and they, and they want to they wanna get you. So starting for the Orioles on Tuesday um, is Grayson Rodriguez. He comes in with a 5-4-4 ERA. Like I said, we've seen Grayson Rodriguez. It seems like he's, you know, maybe turning the corner a little bit here. Um, since he's come up, come back up, you know, from AAA, he's really done a solid job. Uh, he's, in each of his starts, he's gone at least five innings. He's given up at times some hits. I mean, the most hits he's given up was the 6-4 to four loss to the Dodgers where he gave up seven hits. But he's done a great job since then. He posted a 3-1 ADRA um, back in July. And so far, he's a 2-8-9 ERA in August. So great to see uh, Grayson. Seems like he's, like I said, seems like he might be finding himself a little bit more. So let's hope we see that continue, uh, especially on Tuesday. And starting on the mound for the Blue Jays is UC Kikuchi. Kikuchi, a 3-4-4 ERA, 9-4 win-loss record so far this year. Pitching against the Orioles, uh, he's pitched in each of their three series. 6-2 loss on May 19th, only won four and two-thirds. They knocked him out of that game early, gave up three earned runs, one homer, four walks. And then on June 15th, four and two-thirds, gave up six hits, two earned runs, had a homer, two walks. Um, did strike out seven and four and two thirds innings, so that's pretty good. But um, left the game uh, in a no decision. And then last time, August second, that was the lone win for the Blue Jays in the previous series. Four one victory. Went um, six innings, gave up six hits, had a one earned run, and three punch outs. So. That's how he's looked against the Orioles this season. And Grayson Rodriguez, I forgot to read off his numbers against the Blue Jays um, this year, but he's only made two starts. The 6-5 win in extras, won five innings, six strikeouts, um, no decision in that game. And then he was the... Losing pitcher in that four to one loss um, against Kikuchi, where he went five and two thirds, gave up three earned runs. Um, hopefully, we um, don't see that outcome. Obviously, on Tuesday, but Wednesday it's going to be Jack Flaherty, four seven three ERA this season, eight and eight win loss record. Um, you know, this year it's been a little different. Um, for Jack Flaherty and the way things have gone. I mean, he started the year off against the Blue Jays, had a 4-1 to win, five innings pitched, gave up seven walks, had four strikeouts, limited the damage, was credited with the win. Um, and then recently it was against the Blue Jays again um, and dominated. Six innings pitched, four hits, um, two walks, eight strikeouts. That was in his O's debut. 
So hopefully we get to see that a little more of that, um, you know, on uh, on Wednesday. And then he goes up against Kevin Gosman, three two four ERA, nine and seven win loss record. And for him against the O's, it's been up and down. Extra innings loss, eight to three game. Left that game in a no decision. Um, eight innings pitched, gave up six hits. Four strikeouts. He was solid that game. Twelve ground balls, uh, and then most recently on August third against the O's, four in third innings pitched, gave up eight hits, had six Ks, um, got the loss. So interesting to see what kind of a Kevin Gosman we'll see on Wednesday going up against Jack Flaherty. And then Thursday, it's going to be Dean Kramer, 4-5-0 ERA, 11-5 win-loss record. And his numbers this year against the Blue Jays in the two games he's pitched against them on May 21st, an 8-3 extra innings win for the O's, 5 and a third, gave up 9 hits, 7 punch-outs, and then on Tuesday, June 13th, an 11-6 win. Got the win in that game. Went six innings, gave up eight hits and six strikeouts, and only two earned runs. He did a good job of limiting damage that game, getting out of tough situations. So let's see if that Dean Kramer can return, um, if this is going to be a rubber match. And he goes up against Jose Barrios, who has a 3-3-9 ERA, 9-8 win-loss record, and his numbers against... The Baltimore Orioles are just a one-game appearance, um, one start where he went seven and two-thirds on June 14th. It was a three-to-one win for Toronto. Gave up three hits, uh, five strikeouts, and obviously his seventh win of the season. But Barrios of lately has not looked great. 4.02 ERA um, in the month of August. So let's see if. You know, that can kind of continue um, going up against the O's. Of course, we would all like that. So that's going to do it for me tonight um, on Sunday as this episode's being recorded. Um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Charm City Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan. I will talk to you probably Thursday, Friday. I'll try to get an episode out there as the Orioles will be taking on the Colorado Rockies in another three-game home series at Camden Yards. Big homestand coming up. Hopefully you see everyone at the ballpark next couple games, the big three-game series against the Blue Jays. The Orioles, as of right now, hold a three-game series lead over second place Tampa Bay. Hopefully that continues to increase as they build on this three-game win streak. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next time.